stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's Director of Research, Shiraz Mian, to discuss our favorite topic when I have Shiraz on, other than oil, of course, is the Zach's Rank and how it works, little secrets involved with it, what you should be looking for, how you can make it work for you. And we're going to discuss the industry rank because I've gotten some questions over in the stock twits. Um, they have those premium rooms now and I have a room over there, Zach's Earnings Insights. You should check it out if you're interested in what's going on with the Zach's rank, earnings season. I'm posting all the charts over there, but we're having a pretty good conversation, but we could use some more people. So go check that out, Stock Twits Premium Rooms. I'm over there every day, Monday through Friday, and a little bit on the weekends too. I know I hate to say it, but I am on Zach's Earnings Insight is the room. We have three rooms over there. You can check out the other ones too. We have one that lists out just the top-ranked stocks. If you just want some stock picks, that room is over there. And then we have Dave Bartosiak on the charting, on momentum and everything that's going on with the charts over there too. So check them all out. But if you're interested in the Zach's rank and earnings season in particular, you want to be over there. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a Shraz is kind of a companion to the podcast, I feel, because I can never it show is. visuals That's on the true. podcast. I know. And I'm always like, oh, but the chart says this, or oh, this is the surprise chart, which I love. Uh, people know I tweet out those surprise charts. But recently I've been tweeting out your earnings charts that okay. you update um, at least once a week, right, on sure. those earnings. And everybody was recently um, taken with the one that showed the full year earnings estimates That's and the right. decline That's of... Right what it's supposed to grow. I think we were down to 5.9% right. now. It's almost half what it was uh, at the beginning of the second half of 18 to very, uh, yeah. very, very strong negative revisions. That's yeah. Right. But at least it's a good thing. It's still positive though, coming off yes. of a strong 2018, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So if you're interested in those kind of charts, be sure to check in on the stock twits room. Cause that's where I'm posting all that or on zax.com because Shraz's articles are all, over there as well. Um, okay, so we're going to get to the Zach's um, secrets. That's what I'm calling it sure. because there are a lot. I just did a podcast kind of on how you can use the Zach's rank to find value stocks in particular, and I revealed some of the little peculiarities with it there too. And we've talked in the past about some of the things that happen with the Zach's rank. Sure. But um, now that we're in earnings season, we're kind of seeing it live in action. So yeah. I felt like it was a good time to talk about it. So we just had a couple of the big banks report, and we heard from J.P. Morgan and Bank of America. So I went back to go look and see, like, what's going on with their rank now? There, some of the analyst estimate revisions are coming in, and the rank is based on that. And J.P. Morgan, we'll start with them, ticker JPM. So they're a number three, and they've remained a number three so far. But five of the estimates are higher for 2019 since their earnings, and but two are lower. And then I compared it with Bank of America because we've been talking about them here in the office. That's right. And Bank of America, ticker BAC, they have four higher and one lower for 2019. But they've, they've moved up to a number two from the three. Um, obviously, the rank can change daily. So JP Morgan's rank could change by tomorrow. <laughs> they sure. could be a number two as well. But what does this tell us? Like when you get a mixed reading, you're getting some higher, some lower. 
How does that influence? So to add to the complexity and confusion of making sense of the ZEX rank for a stock by looking at the detailed estimates yeah. there, uh, on the quote pages, uh, we should keep in mind that the version of EPS estimates on ZEX.com are what we call as the street version. Okay. The underlying uh, EPS format for the ZAX rank is still the core ZAX EPS, uh, which we call as the EPS BNRI. Okay. Uh, and the difference between the two types of estimates is uh, that the core ZAX format for EPS estimates and actuals uh, includes employee stock options. Okay. And the street version excludes it. Oh, uh, okay. This was uh, uh, a format we adopted uh, back in the early 2000s when the SEC uh, and the accounting boards mandated it. We thought this was the more conservative way of looking at earnings. We took strength and solace from Warren Buffett who said <laughs> – uh, if the street believes that employee stock options or stock options are free, then the uh, it, this shouldn't be a source of incentives for management. So we did it. We remained a lonely voice on the street. <laughs> yes. And then last year, uh, we threw in the towel. Okay. And we joined the mob. And uh, so to your question, uh, why there could be a mix? It's number one reason is that the rank reflects the BNRI version of estimates. Okay. Uh, and on Zax.com, for the for the benefit of most of our readers who were demanding for a long time that our estimates were so different yeah. from the estimates they see on Yahoo Finance, MSN, and all the other financial websites. Because uh, of the stock options. Because of the stock yeah. options. Particularly for these smaller, growthier technology and biotechnology firms. And uh, just for uh, to, to, to make life easier for them, uh, we moved to the street version. So the street version, if for Bank of America is showing four estimates up and one down, is not necessarily the true reflection of how the revisions trend for Bank of America in the BNRI wow. format is. Okay. Uh, this so, is a secret then. Yes. So <laughs> the, uh, the reality is that when the ZAX rank moves up, meaning moves to a buy, either a two or a one, or when moves down, when it moves to a four or five, the, the simplest takeaway... Uh, our listeners should take from that move is that the earnings outlook is either improving or it's declining. So analysts who cover those stocks are either raising their estimates, and that's why the rank moved to a two or a one, or they are reducing their estimates, and that's why the rank moved to a four and a five. And that's the beauty of the ZEX rank. Right. It, it gives you uh, a very actionable and a very clean uh, uh, solution for this very complex question of what's happening with the company's earnings. Right. So you're looking more for the direction. Absolutely. Okay. So the, the, the threes are 
obviously uh, complicated uh, because you don't have a clear directional thrust. Right. This, have, I get a lot of questions about the that's threes. Right. So the threes, what's happening with them is that some estimates are going up, some estimates are going down. It doesn't mean this is a bad stock. Right. But this one metric, which our model takes into account to have to give you an actionable rating uh, and tell you in a clear, unambiguous way whether the earnings outlook was getting better or getting worse, that's not possible with those stocks. So threes is an ambiguous, unclear, hazy, cloudy earnings outlook. Uh, It's not necessarily bad. Uh, It's just not as clear as it is with the ones and twos or the fours and fives. Okay. Um, All right. Let's move on to another example that I get a lot or another question, I guess I should say. I get this all the time on social media and it happens a lot of times. Well, it used to happen when some of the FANG stocks would turn into fours and fives. Now, I don't know, maybe people have figured out the rank or they're just not as concerned, but now it's happening with the Chinese stocks, the big growth Chinese names that those are now fours and fives on on Zax.com, and they have been for a n- numerous weeks now. And um, I, I picked out a couple. So YY is one of the ones I get asked about a lot. The ticker is YY. They're social uh, gaming uh, entertainment online company over in China. We only have three estimates for them. Isn't it um, partially true that um, it's a lot of the foreign companies, they're not as widely followed, or we just don't have as many analyst estimates in on many of them, not all of them, but many of them. And so that can cause some issues with the Zach's rank as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, uh, if, if a company uh, like a Chinese company, it doesn't have business in the U S meaning that the analysts covering them will have estimates in dollars for the U.S. or European business, then the analysts covering them are basically taking their local currency business and estimates for that uh, and then translating that into the U.S. dollar uh, to have EPS estimates for us to be understandable yeah. to us uh, and of use to us uh, in the U.S. So you have two layers of complexity. One is the complexity of estimating trends in the local business. We all know there are some questions about China's growth picture. Right. And then on top of that is the added complexity of what happens to the exchange rate uh, for the U.S. dollar. And that by itself is a very complicated uh, a process. So, uh, and then on top of that, if you have fewer estimates, in this case, though, three estimates is a good sample yeah, it's size. Not so bad. Yeah. Two at times one, yeah. that makes the ZX rank very jumpy. Right. Uh, so, three is not bad, but even then, uh, relative to domestically covered domestic stocks where we have half a dozen estimates uh, in, our, uh, in our database, uh, which, which provides for a more stable uh, takeaways from trends in those estimates. Relative to those, yes, uh, stocks, foreign stocks, uh, there's more complexity with their estimates. 
since there are fewer estimates, those ranks tend to be more jumpy. Okay. Now, I took a look at YY because it is the number five, and we have two estimates are lower for 2019, none are higher, and the EPS is at 806 now for 2019, and it was at 903 90 days ago. So this goes to your direction Absolutely. argument. Look at the direction. The direction is down, even down. though the stock hit bottom um, right around Christmas, I think, and now it's rebounded well off that bottom. So sure. I always get these tweets like, but it's up 20%. Your rank is wrong, but not if you're looking at the direction of That's these right. earnings. Okay. And we should we should keep in mind, though, it's, it's a good point you raised about the comments about the stock price. Yeah, I get that the, all the time. The Zex rank, uh, the, the internals of the model, does not take into account the stock price, right. what it is doing now, what it has done in the recent past, uh, as all valuation models typically do. The ZAX rank at its core is a measure of the company's earnings outlook. And it makes a determination about the company's earnings outlook by looking at all the estimates that the analysts who cover that company have provided to us. We have relationships with all the brokerages and all the analysts employed by those brokerages. Uh, they give us those estimates. They get updated daily. And then our model looks for trends in those estimate changes. So there is no room for what the stock price is. Uh, what the PE is, uh, whether the recent trend was up, down, or flat for the stock price. Uh, it is a one metric model, and the metric being earnings. Now, some people may say it's a very narrow model, uh, which, is a, which is a fair criticism. Yeah. Uh, but our research and research by uh, academics and also on Wall Street shows uh, that trends in estimate revisions have a very strong correlation with near-term stock prices. So over the next 30 to 90 days, uh, the type of signals that our rating system uh, spits out uh, as one and two for positive, fours and fives for negative, uh, the track record and performance of the ZAX rank uh, clearly bears that out. And we should add, uh, that the performance is not just what we say the performance is. Uh, we actually have an outside auditor who looks at the numbers and signs off on the results. So we have the 25-plus uh, the percentage annual return that we uh, always claim for uh, the ZX rank number one stocks. Yeah. This isn't just we are saying it's 25%. Uh, it's uh, it's being uh, audited by uh, an outside auditor. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, let's switch to another question that I get asked a lot too. So Alibaba, BABA is the ticker there. They're number four right now. They have not yet reported earnings. For fiscal 2019, so they're on the fiscal calendar, they have one higher in the last 30 days and then one lower in the last 60 days. And then for fiscal 2020, they have one higher and one lower in the last 30 days there too, um, but three are lower in the last 60. For fiscal 2020, their estimate is now 645 versus $7.04 90 days ago. So it is on the decline there for fiscal 2020. 
Does the Zacks rank look at this fiscal 2019 or is it now looking at the fiscal 2020 to so, get the rank? Yeah. So the primary benchmark uh, is the next year. Okay. So uh, depending on what their fiscal year is, uh, like what their fiscal year end is, yeah. if their fiscal year 19 ends as for most retailers, for example, uh, at the end of January, February, or right. March, then that's practically calendar 18. Right. So that for retailers, it would be looking... The following year, okay. which, will be, which will be 2020 in a calendar yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, the, uh, it's the unreported part of the year uh, that it's taking the trends from. Okay. And the annual, not the quarterly. Okay. That's a good point, too, because yeah. people tend to look kind of at the quarterly. Yeah, many times companies may guide lower uh, for the current period, the current unreported quarter, uh, but they may say something positive about the full year. They okay, may say yeah. some contracts did not uh, get closed in the, uh, in, in, in the calendar quarter, uh, but we uh, we expect that the, there'll be more closings in the following quarter. So you will see estimates for the current quarter come down, but fully your estimates will go up. And uh, I have uh, I have received questions from people. The real uh, Zach's watch, Zach's rank watcher, yeah. they would say, uh, how come the Zach's rank is a one and two when the quarterly estimates have come down? Yeah. Uh, and the reason for that is that the Zach's rank uses trends in the annual estimates, not in the quarterly. Okay, that's something really good to keep in mind too. Okay, and then another question I get, especially now during earnings season, is that some stocks will suddenly kind of mysteriously fall to number fours. Um, Alibaba is not really mysteriously falling because as we just discussed, it's actually is in a decline for fiscal 2020. Uh, I took a look at kind of what's reporting this week I did find another four, but I'm not sure it's either mysterious with that one too. But Las Vegas Sands is now a number four. LVS is the ticker there. They have no changes to 2018, but this goes to explain maybe why they have the four. But two are down for 2019. But I will see with some of the stocks, no changes whatsoever. There's no analyst revisions at all in the prior 90 days. And suddenly a stock will be a number four. What causes that? So... If you get into the 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 mechanics of how the the Zex rank model looks at these estimates, uh, there's four components. There's the magnitude agreement, upside and surprise. Uh, in the in the magnitude and the agreement part, uh, the the duration of the sample that it looks at, and we have estimates uh, that are about a year old. Uh, that are that are three months old, that are six months old, uh, for for many of these companies when we are looking at annual. But you have to draw a line as to how old an estimate should be uh, for you and for the model to uh, to read it and yeah. uh, and take any uh, uh, any information from it. Our analysis shows that for the purpose of those two metrics, magnitude and agreement, the sixty day window is the relevant window. Okay. So 
no estimates may have changed as you uh, as you suggest you yeah. see in many stocks uh but what may have happened is that uh a higher estimate uh in the sample of, uh, of, of estimates in our database, uh, an estimate that's on the higher side, uh, maybe now 61 days old. Okay. And will drop off from the, uh, from the pool of samples. And otherwise, nobody may have changed their estimates, but since the pool is now looking, not considering yeah. That 61-day-old estimate, this may reflect in the uh, in the Zach's ring. Okay, and this is one of the the mechanics of the uh, of the Zach's ring. If you are a long-term investor, and you rely on the Zach's ring as a measure of the company's earnings outlook, and and determining your positive or negative views about the stock. Uh, based solely on the ZAX rank, then it's useful to be aware uh, of these quirks yeah. uh, and uh, I would even say these weaknesses of the system. Yeah. Nothing's infallible. Right. Uh, we have mentioned this in the past that the ZAX rank correctly forecast the direction of the stock price about 55-56% of the time. Right. Now, the, the flip side of that is that in about 40, 44% of the time, the ring gets it totally wrong. <laughs> right. So uh, nothing's 100% correct. Nothing's 100% accurate in its forecast of stock prices. Uh, but more often than not, the ZX ring gets it right. And that's why it has the strong performance yeah. that we were, uh, we were mentioning earlier. Now let's switch over to the industry rank because I get questions on this too. And I've gotten a question about whether or not you can actually trade the industry rank. Like, you know, you, the rank is really uh, the way I've seen most people use is, you know, the top 50% versus the bottom 50%. And maybe you don't want to be in an industry that's at the very bottom sure. of the rank. So how can I trade an industry rank? Or is it just really used as like a companion to the Zach's rank? I would say use it as a companion to the to the Zach's rank. Uh, it is more of uh, of an investment tool in the hands uh, of, uh, of of Zach's readers and Zach's followers. The 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 core engine for the industry rank is the same as the Zach's rank for individual stocks. Uh, if I if I explain the the uh, the underlying system for it, uh, an industry uh, that has say five stocks, and we have about two hundred and fifty right. expanded industries. If an industry has five stocks, and four of them are rank one or two, and one is a rank four or five, this will be a positively ranked industry. We take the average rank for all five of those stocks. And then we line them up, all 250 of them. The average rank, the lowest average rank for an industry will move to the top. The highest average rank will move to the bottom. And you, you correctly pointed out that the top 50% of industries, our research shows, outperform the bottom 50% of the industry by a factor of two to one. So there is a big uh, there is a big difference in being in the higher ranked 
ZEX Industries, the, the way to make use of it is uh, that you're looking at uh, a stock and you like the stock, it has a good ZEX rank, uh, and you like the story too, and you come take a look at its industry rank, and it happens to be in the bottom 50%. Uh, a good idea will be to stay away from that stock because you can have a ZEX rank one stocks that will do much better than the other ranked stocks in their industry, but this industry by itself will most likely underperform the top-ranked industries. So uh, in addition to looking at a ZEX rank one and two stocks, you should see that the industries those stocks are in are in the top half of all ZEX industries. We know from, from research uh, that, uh, that a big chunk of the long-term returns from stocks come from the industries and sectors they are in. So a good stock in a bad-ranked industry will most likely underperform an average stock in a top-ranked industry. Okay. That makes sense. Now, does the industry rank, it must change daily the same way this X rank does? Yes. So the our entire database uh, gets refreshed and updated daily. The X rank is calculated daily. And based on those updated ZEX rank, the ZEX industry ranks uh, are updated daily as well. But the way you described it, it would seem that the actual um, ranking, it would be hard to say you're in the bottom 50% to suddenly like, oh, we're jumping up to like to dramatically jump up. Yes. So the big industries that has say, more than 8 to 10 stocks, yeah. uh, they will typically be more stable. Uh, so when you're looking at the ZEX industry rank page, uh, which is on the stocks tab, if you click on the, uh, the stocks tab, uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, sub-tabs under there. The ZEX rank is there. And then there's the ZEX industry rank, the ZEX sector rank. So when you go to the ZEX industry rank page, uh, uh, right following the name of their industry, within brackets, there is a number. And that number actually indicates the number of stocks in their industry. So uh, stocks with fewer, uh, industries with fewer stocks tend to be more jumpy. They could move from the bottom half to the okay. top half because okay. it has only two, three stocks yeah. and the, the ranks on those two, three stocks improve. So they jump to the bottom. The more, the bigger industries uh, will tend to be more stable. And when their rank improves, it, it, it tends to uh, then, then stick around for a while. Did we move those, wasn't it the social media companies or something that got moved in out of like certain industries and the others, did we follow the trend on that? No, we haven't. Yeah, okay. we uh, the uh, uh, what you are referring to is the Standard and Poor's yeah uh, additional classification of calling the Google, the Facebook, the Twitters, and all those guys as communication services. That's right. Uh, for us, it's still a tech sector. Okay. Uh, we always had more sectors than the standard and poor's. When they had 10, we had 16. Okay. Then they moved to 11 by adding the real estate investment trusts, and now they have added a 12th one. Okay. We have 16. Okay. We have uh, 
we have a separate standalone sector for retail. We have always had it. We have one for autos. Uh, we have one for transportation. We have one for business services. Uh, so we feel that we have enough granularity in our sector definitions already to warrant. Okay. Uh, but but we keep keep that in mind yeah. and uh, keep making changes to it over time. Okay. Well, I think this covers a lot of a lot of the main questions I've been getting, and this was really good. This was very helpful, Shiraz, because I know people they can read, you know, on the Zach's website what what the Zach's rank is, but there's still these, you know, interesting little like the secrets and the nuances sure. that until I hear it, you know, coming from you, it some of it does not make sense. I'll, so. I'll make one comment, uh, and this comes up quite often too. Uh, a stock may be a rank one or two, uh, and it's a rank one or two because the estimates have been going up. It has had a very good run-up, and the stock is up by whatever measure, but yeah. it's up substantially. And then folks ask, uh, should they continue holding it, or what's the outlook for that? Uh, our response in that is that as long as the revision trend remains positive, as long as the company continues beating estimates and the analysts follow that by continuing to raise, there's no reason for the stock to go even higher up. Uh, so uh, if it's a rank one or two, don't get out of it. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and that's, the, that's the, the, key, the key point in there. A second point people usually point out is that uh, uh, it has risen... Uh, uh, so much already. Now you made it a Zax rank one. Right. You have missed the party already. Yeah. And that's a fair criticism. The Zax rank is always a little behind the curve. The rank, by definition, since it depends on analyst estimates. Right. We're waiting. It, it never <laughs> identifies the true bottoms. Right. Right. Stocks have moved up some. Uh, so we lose some of the initial rise, but once you get on board, then all the future rise, you are, uh, you, you're part of it. So those are two points that, uh, folks should keep mind, keep right, in mind. Definitely. That's good to point out because like some of the case with some of these Chinese stocks sure. that are, are fours and fives right now, yeah. they, the shares have bottomed, watch those earnings estimates. But once those turn around, it will be delayed still in yeah. getting that better rank up yeah. there. So, so yeah, we. I always tell people it's not meant to market time. Yes. Same thing with the energy stocks. We've talked about the, the problem right. with the rank with That's the energy right. stocks, That's and right. we're seeing it in action again. That's right. This time. Yeah. They're all. They've all been cut now, though. They're Absolutely. All, they're all down to the fives now. But as you can see, it's it's two months, three months after the decline in, this, in the stocks. Yeah, the rank struggles with the energy stocks because yeah. the stocks respond to what's happening to oil prices. The analysts then follow what happened to the oil prices, and then the rank comes after that. So right. we, are, we are much later to the party yeah. uh, for those uh, energy stocks and gold stocks and other commodity producers like that. But yeah. for everything else, uh, we just lose some right. initial rise and then uh we join the party yeah okay well again thank you shraz because this was sure. really helpful and let's recap some of the stocks so we talked about jp morgan that tickers jpm bank of america bac 
YY is YY, Alibaba is B-A-B-A, and Las Vegas Sands is L-V-S. So if you want to know more about the Zacks Rank, be sure to go on Zacks.com, and you can find all the information there under the education section. Click on that, and you should also check out Oliver Shaw's great earnings articles because he's doing it all week every week during earnings season he'll give the latest updates on what's happening with the S&P 500 and sometimes the small caps which I always like to see because not much coverage is given to those but you can kind of see where we stand this earnings season and what the outlook looks like for the rest of the year so be sure to get that and you can subscribe and get all of our podcasts here on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud but be sure to get us so you don't miss a single episode And I'll see you again next week with some more stock ideas.